So, um, in this week's uh, uh, parsha, I want to relate to one thing which is very well known, which I have once to relate to that, because what everyone knows is not exactly the way I was educated um, to think. So, I have once to open up the sugya the way I was educated to think. That's a thing I feel obligated to do. It is what Rav Hirsch says about Vayigdulu Hanaorim. I think it's one of the most known, well-known things Rav Hirsch says. Vayigdulu Hanaorim means that Be'etzam Yitzchok was educating both children in the same way when they were small and only when they were big. The way Rashi sounds like when they were big, they were discerning that they are different. But in the youth, that they didn't relate to their differences. And that was like a, a critique of Rav Hirsch. So, the way I was educated is uh, that I was taught that I have to find a different way to understand this posuk. So it is now not my Indian. There are always different ways to it. Machlekes Ramban, Rashi, Tzvarasforno, Evan Ezra. So a lot of times you say, you know, Evan Ezra, yes, a big man, a holy man, but it's not the way we are approaching this sugya, because we approach the sugya more with Ramban and Rashi and things like this over here too. So I don't want to approach the sugya of this. Posuk, why the difference between them was uh, a necessity that this difference, this difference is only revealed with the godless. It is not my union. But my union is that there was a boy which he was really off track. Aesop. Really off track. And the one was off track entirely. And the other one was really on the track. That's Yankovino. And the sugar which obviously related to us in our time, which is a very, very painful sugar, is what do you do with a child which is beginning or showing signs of not being in sync with what you want? So I think this is a very uh, uh, sugi, which is a very actual sugi for us. And we have to think about that. So it's not really a pshat in the posuk. It's only relating to this sugi, which Rav Hirsch opens up, that there is an educational sugi going on by children which are off track. So I do not tell you that's the way you have to educate a self, because that's what I was taught not to think like this because Esau was destinated for what he was destinated, but, um, but, uh, but we have to think about the sugya. How do you educate a boy? Or how do you relate to a boy which shows signs of not going 100% according to what you dream about him? I think... This is a 
Sugir, which is relevant for all of us. And uh, we have to think what the Torah has to say about it. And to understand that um, the, this Sugir is very much covered in all different kind of places. Is it in newspapers which want to help? Is it from psychologists which want to help? But perhaps we can have an insight from the Torah what's happening in such a sugya. Love Dafke, how to deal with that. Yeah? How to deal with that, perhaps also how to deal partially with that, but for sure not thinking how to have a success. This would be this would be um, over my limits far that I would present how you can succeed and that won't happen. This is no this I will not take on me. But there is there are certain things in the Torah which speak about this Sumya. So Aesop is one of them, we'll speak about that later. Aesop also reveals that point. But when you look around in the Tanakh, so David Amelech had a son like this, Avsholem. Avsholem, I understand that the way it looks like in the Tanakh, Avsholem was a very beautiful person, unbelievable. And he wanted to be the king, and he thought the kingdom belongs to him. After his brother, after the firstborn, which that was Amnon, which he made this terrible Avera with Tomol, after Amnon was killed by Avsholem. So Avsholem was very much thinking that now the kingdom belongs to him. We are first to understand that Avsholem had a certain way of dealing with the kingdom which was different than David Amelech. You see that afterwards, in the Tanakh, I don't want to go into the Tanakh, you see it in the Tanakh afterwards, when Avsholem was killed, and now the problem is done, obviously, because that guy, his his whole force was his beauty. So now he is dead, and the beauty is gone. So it wasn't the beauty, it was a different way, because after he was killed, there's still someone, Ishboishis, which he says, I don't believe, Eidon Ochelek Bedovit. We have no, we have no connection to David HaMelech at all. That means, there was a way of dealing with the issue of kingdom, which Avsholem had a certain way. It was based on all different kind of things, partially on him being a beautiful person, which that's also a question of Ketusha. That means he was a person David Amelech had to govern for him. He should have Oilamabo, I understand. But he was, he was a big person. He was not a small man. He was a big man. He was not a film star in Hollywood. No, for sure not. He was a big, big, big person. But he had a different way and different tools to lead kingdom. So, David Oenach went against him, and that was his son, which went off track. Now, when we think 
deeper, only one step deeper in that, then we see that there was an issue that the sun which goes off track is not only going off the way you want from him. Only the Maise with Dovid HaMelech teaches us that the sun which is going off track in a basic way challenges your own way. That's what Avsholom did. He's challenging your way. That means you have a way, and he says your way is wrong. It's not only him going off. Only David Melech felt that he's challenging me. In the middle of this dealing with Avsholom, David Melech said, it's better that I should make Avoide Zore in order to make it understandable to the people that I got killed from my son, than to be killed from my son, and that would be the statement that my whole way is worthless. That's what David Amalek said. It's better to go and be over the Zohar than to be killed from my son. Because the killing from my son is a chilol Hashem b'farhesia. That means everyone will see that this whole David Amelech, which was installed from Shleime, from Shmuel Haroye, from Shmuel Hanovi, that is worthless, and that will be a terrible thing. So I want that I should go and be over David Amelech. Then the people will say, no, he was not killed because the way was wrong. He was killed because he was that's why he deserved to be killed. So you see that David Amela felt that his son is challenging his whole way. His whole way of dealing with issues, with things was challenged by his son. Now I think this small, his is a key to what we have to think when one of the children is choosing another way. We only think that he does things wrong. But we don't think as deep that he challenges my own way. He tells me that my way is wrong. No. I asked the rabbi, I am absolutely clear. My way is right. And I will not even consider the fact that he tells me with his actions, he tells me with his behavior, that my way is wrong. I don't consider that. I only know that his way is wrong. That's it. So I think this is one of the major obstacles we have in front of us. That a child which is going off the derech, he is making a statement and says, your way isn't right. This is the deep pain we experience. And we very much want to guard ourselves and say, my way is right. Which David Amelech was able to do because Shmuel Aronovi told him that. 
that you are the king. So he knew that he was right, or his Malchus has to be Miskayim, that he knows. But now, by us, a lot of times, my own way is challenged in a way which I could think over. Is it right or wrong? I could think over that I see that there was something wrong in my own preferences or behavior. When I would be very careful to say, and I'm afraid to say that, but this is the Poshle Pshat in what happens in our Parsha, and in the end of the Parsha, when Yagrovino is taking the Broches of Yitzchok with his whole um, way the Rivko told him that he should put the things of the of the of the of the of the the Izim he should uh, put it on his hands and that he should have hairs on his hands and things like this and he asked, he spoke with uh, with uh, with Yitzchok of Ino I gave him the food first <coughs> And then he goes out. It was like a turning door. You know, he went out from the one side and Aesop came out from the other side, came in from the other side. And Aesop tells his father, get up and and you should eat. And he said, who are you? He said, I will be, I'm Aesop, your firstborn. And then it says, So this is like, a, he got the biggest pachat in the world. When Yitzchok was always living with Yerashomayim. That's his work. But in this moment, this Yerashomayim had a, a unbelievable tesefes. Because, that, now, I can't say that he had a mistake beforehand, because this I can't say about Yitzchok. But it's something like this. He saw that the reality of Esau is not a reality which deserves a broch. Not the way he thought. Doesn't deserve. And that was the biggest haroda. So, Esau challenged the way of Yitzchok. Which Yitzchok was understanding that it was the opposite way around, that he already gave the brochus to Yankiv, and now Esau is, wow, not the way I thought. Yeah. For sure, it's not the same thing we speak about. Only you see the Ikarom, that there are incidents or instances in the world of a person where he says, Wow, this is not the way I thought. It's not the way I thought. Yeah? Or it's, it, it makes me think, or it makes me in a necessity to be the Zora in order he shouldn't be a Chil Hashem. Changes my way, my, my way entirely. Avshalom. Yeah? Made David Amelech having a Havamina to be over David Wow. 
unbelievable. But Avshalom did that. He didn't do it in the end because of the age that he was given. No, he didn't do it. He wanted to do it. But Yitzchok, Esau, showed him that this guy, this person showed him that something in his concept of the world wasn't the way he think. He was thinking. And that was the Charod Gdoilo Admoid. But he saw that this is this is not the way I was thinking. Yeah, that's so a simple shot by Yitzhog and by Afsholm you see that too that was challenging the father. We don't want to be challenged. This is our first problem with the children which go off the deck. We don't want to be challenged. I will not change anything. I will only change that I will be nice to him. But in my own perception, in my perception, in what is what is important for me, I will change anything. No, I won't. No, this is clear. I think this is the first problem we have dealing with such children. We have to be Lamdoni. And first I want to tell you the first thing. The Lamdoni, that perhaps I'll, I'll explain that afterwards. But the first thing is, you do not have to uh, accept and thinking is right. And you do not have to embrace what this child does. No, you do not. It's much subtler. But one thing you have to be careful about. Get off your big um, pulpit of a rabbi that you think whenever I am rethinking my own values because of him, I give a hechsha to him. A lot of people think like this. I can't really really go into the world of this child which is of the derech. Otherwise he will feel that I gave a hechsha to him. So I always make that a little bit in order to make the, the ambiance a little bit easier when people come to me like this. I will always tell them you know what when you would make a hechsha on wine and you would take your stamp and put it on the wine there wouldn't be too many people drinking the wine because of your stamp. So your hechsha is not so important. Leave that thought now. Your relationship with your child is not a question of hechsha. Even when he does things which are unbearable for you. It's not a question of hechsha. It's a question how to relate. The main pain of those children which go off the derech is that they feel that their world is really not perceived by their parents. Now, I can perceive Thailand culture. 
I can perceive Chilean culture. I can perceive Greenland uh, culture. I can perceive. But it doesn't make me challenged. When I see people eat with sticks, which I tried once in my life, and I was pretty quickly able to do that, but I had I see people eating with sticks, then I am not challenged. Why do I eat with a fork? It's really a challenge to me. I should really change something. I should think over whether it's better to eat with a fork or eat with sticks. You are even not lefty when you think like this. You are flat out crazy. No, why should you change anything? Because there's another culture. No. And when I see the Greenland people, they eat the fish like this, and then they cut. That's what they do. They, they take a bite, and they cut it in front of the mouth with a, with a knife. So, that's a better way to eat. No, I think so. So perhaps I also lead like that. No, I'm not challenged by anything. I am staying with mine, and it's an enrichment of my world that I see other things happening, because the world is a little bit bigger than what I only experience myself. I accept that. But that should go, you call that a thing, under my skin? That should challenge me? No. And even when your own child is going to do something which is not approved by you. You, whenever the most you can do is that I will be interested. So how does it work when you are studying like that? Or how does it work in the when you are a bartender or whatever it is, which is Rahman al-Islam, but when you are like this, so how does it work when you take out this this the last client is to, to have to call the police. You are interested in the world the way you are interested in a book about bartenders. Yeah? But no. He, he speaks out something entirely else. It's not to be a bartender, a bartender or things like this that he wants to be. He wants to tell you your world has preferences which in my world don't work. And I have others. Please, could you think about that? Whether I can challenge you. And now, you have to be a London. You have to be a London. That means you have to think deeply. You can't superficially, for sure. I don't, I don't hold of people like this. But perhaps... I am socially isolated. And that makes me to be so driven to learn. And that makes me being a good CEO. Because I am not caring whether the other one is so hurt so much. Because I can decide cold-blooded that over here we have to make Amazon better. Let's throw out 13,000 people now. Cold-blooded, I can't do that. No problem. I just do it. You know? No, I sleep well by night. Because, uh, and then the child tells you, you are matzliach, without limits. You are from the richest person in the, in the, in the world. 
But I can't have this way of life which doesn't really care about others, only about money. I can't have that. And then he goes to a bar where he can speak with the people and he gives out alcohol and then they speak more. And when he's clever, he doesn't drink any alcohol himself because he has to make the business. And then he gives more, and then he gives more, and they speak, and he sees, and it's interesting, social interactions which he never saw in his life. Perhaps I am lacking that. No! No. I only speak now in business terms, and not in, the, in, in religious terms. And in religious terms, to your amazement, is the same thing. Same thing. Because Yiddishkeit has unlimited resources of activating your Koychas HaNefesh. And you are living only a part of it. Every person lives only a part of it. I am living only partially as a Jew. I can't live all the possibilities of being Jewish. I can't do that. It's too broad for me. I don't include all the, all the people. I can't include all the different days in the world. I can't that. But I can understand that my way of Yiddishkeit is only a part. And what that child does has something to do with the other way of being a from Jew. Without telling him that. That means I am challenged. But I'm not challenged to be Chiloni. No. I'm not challenged to do all different kind of stuff. No. That's not the point. I'm challenged that my way of life as a Haredi Jew or as a Frum Jew is too narrow and I could broaden it. When I would be able to do that, I make a first big step. This step is one of the most painful steps you could have in your life. Personally, I think it's one behind than a child which goes off and you have no connection to it. That's more hurtful. So it's good to work on that. It's beneficial to work on that. But it's difficult. Yes. But it's much more difficult to have no contact. And the point, I want to explain that to you. The point is the child has to begin to see that he is in your own life existing in another way. That is your own self-work. You are challenged by him. And this other way of life is telling you something personal, something to your own life. We don't want that. My life is perfect. I have my problems, but not in this area. And this is what your own child or your own cousin or whatever it is tells you. No. Your Yiddishkeit is too narrow for me. And it's always a question by us when we see that someone is moving off track. It's always a question which we ask ourselves what is today in today's life bad with being from? You can have everything. You can be rich. You can go to the beach. 
You can go to Hawaii. You have to you can have a private jet. You can have everything. You can go to Disneyland. You can do everything in the world. You can enjoy the world to the fullest. Why do you have to leave Teirovitsus? We ask that ourselves. What was so bad? Why is that connected to Teirovitsus? He could do it with Teirovitsus too. Was difficult to put on a kippah? What's, what is the difficulty over here? The point is, no. It's not that there is a drive out of Teromitsvus. There is a drive out of the narrowness of the living the Teromitsvus. Drive out. And he teaches you that you have to broaden your your horizon in Yiddishkeit itself. Now, this is a thing which you are able to do from a young age, because you are a London. You see a child which from a young age has other uh, preferences, or other is, is more social, or is less social, or is more to himself, or is more with others, or whatever you want. You see that. So what do you do then? You try to educate him. And you forget that together with that, that you try to educate him, you have to educate yourself too. From the young age of a child, you have to educate yourself. Because it's always a question, how am I challenged by the development of my own children? And you don't give yourself a challenge with that. Because you want to educate them. And you want that they should be a part of that world which you feel is a very important world. That's what you want. That is you're a part of that. And that's legitimate. You may think like this. That you want them to be a part of that world which is so important for you. But it's needed in order they should be a part of that world which is important for you, you have to be broader. You have to broaden too. And that begins by a very young age. So I think this is not so um, not so um, uh, thought about. We always think the way that I was uh, I heard I, I have Raphael's in German but the way I I was always heard that that you have to be but I never heard that someone says you have to be educating yourself and broadening yourself in order that Nar should be a part of your world. And you have to be a London. It's not the Avere Sheboy. It is the approach to the world, Sheboy. And then you can connect a lot of children to your Yiddishkeit, much more than you think. I think this is a opening for this sugya, which we don't think like this. Because we don't think that the child is challenging me. I think the child is challenging Yiddishkeit. And then I have to be strict. Yiddishkeit is an important thing, for sure. 
But you have to understand where your own way of Yiddishkeit is challenged with that. And that is then an entirely different ball game. When your own children are educating you, that you are broader the 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 svirut, the chances that your child will feel that he has to disconnect from you is much more, much smaller, much much smaller, much smaller. Everyone which thinks about his own family, which he has more than perhaps even when he has one child, but when he has more than one for sure, he sees that unconsciously, when he, when he, when he was in a certain way, unconsciously he did that. He did that, that he made his life rich in that way, that these different children are able to find a place in his heart. But that needs work. So this is what I wanted to say as a beginning of this sugya. It is a challenging thing. I do understand that. But I think it's a it's an important first step to deal with that sugya, which normally is not taken. You always speak you have to be mechalach the child al pidalkoi. But you never speak no, that it's a question of you too. You have to change too. Because he challenges you. The way we saw. In this other way, I do understand, it's a leap which I take from Avsholom and from Esau Yiditschok. I do understand that. But I see something, a common denominator in the background, that a, a boy like this is challenging my own world perception. So by them, there's a difficult thing to have in the Tanakh that the father has to broaden his thing because the Tanakh is not built like this. But by them it was clear what Yitzhak was and it was clear what David Amelech was. But for us, we could be a little bit broader than beforehand. So that's what I want to tell you. Now let's see the questions. Ah, it's a very painful issue. Yes, for sure. So let's done that now. But here, now you put it on the chat, I understand that. I read it. But here are certain things in Judaism that are simply not allowed. For example, my daughter's dressing in a way and not compatible with Judaism. There's an issue that she has. It's not my perspective or preference for narrowness. It's an issue she has with Judaism itself. No, she doesn't have an issue with Judaism. No, it's not a... Your daughter doesn't have... I don't think your daughter has an issue with Judaism itself. She has an issue with her own body which he feels body expression is not allowed in Judaism. But body expression is allowed in Judaism. I remember myself, when I was, um, uh, in a, in a, I was in a chasen of a Hebron of Bochel, and Rabbi Avrom Salomon was there, and when I danced in front of um, someone, I don't know whether you saw that once, I was dancing, now I'm already older, I have to be careful a little more, but when I, when I dance in front of someone, I really dance in front of someone. And Avraham Salomon came to me, and he said, it was very, very nice to see that the person is using his body for Avodah Hashem. When was the last time you used your 
body for Avodism. No, the body is outside. Avodism is only here, not here. No, Avodism is here with the body. So you thought there's a, pro- pro- a problem that the expression of the body is not allowed in Judaism, which is wrong. It is. Yeah? That's the point of Lomdes, which I would go for that. Once in a while, it goes over the cliff because she's a daughter and she is uh, in, her, in her developing years or whatever it is, or it's a, a norma. Outside of the, of the trailer, by, by the going today, it is considered very normal that you go in a way which is unedible at all, you know. So, this I don't know how to relate. Okay, I can't say the whole thing, but there is another issue behind that. Yeah, you see? Done. So, we have to view his deviation from Torah as an expression of a different way that is Shairos in Yiddishkeit, and not Shair for him and now, practically. Shair for him in Yiddishkeit, it's Shair in my own world, that I can, that, that it's a boy. that I am all, yes, there are certain things he wants to express which he doesn't feel that Yiddishkeit expresses that, but you could express it in Yiddishkeit, and that's your challenge. That you have to do that. Yeah? Okay? How can we help our 10-year-old son who is struggling to start learning? Gamora doesn't see what the important is. So the point is, he doesn't, I don't know, but I can't know, I have to speak with your son, I don't know. But the point is, he doesn't see what the importance is because his world is a world of only practical uh, outlets. Yeah? So, so now this could be that you don't have a world in yourself which some insight is is important for you. Perhaps your own world is narrow, that that the, the it's only practical things which are happening which are important for you. But you enjoy a shtikel teira, you know it should be a good shtikel teira by by Shabbos table, whatever it is. But when you enjoy the seichel, which that's what Gemara is, you enjoy that there's really something to understand over here, or to perhaps by the age of ten less, I don't know. So then, except you can be broader that, and then he feels that you're also involved in such a thing which makes sense for you, perhaps makes sense for him too. I can't answer this one without knowing the family situation. Okay? But I wanted only to put out this, this um, new way of looking at this problem which I think it's not really dealt with so much normally. So that's what I wanted to present in front of you, that let's open up this this way of looking at it. It's a challenge for us and then perhaps we can be helpful really in a substantial way for this problem which is so widespread in our days. So that's what I think which is for today. I think that was enough for now, and we'll see. Now the next two weeks won't be a vat because I will be I will be in Chutzlords. So I will, next two weeks, I will, two weeks I'll be in Chutzlords. There won't be a vat, and we will um, have to wait now till after this Aguda convention, and I'm coming back, and then we'll go further. Okay, call to Shkoyach, Atka.